You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Grand rising and good morning, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey on this fabulous Friday. Apologies for the delay. I don't know if y'all know, but there is a huge accident. It had me backed up for way too long, had to take an alternate route. But of course, we are here. And I just got to say, I'm excited about this episode today because we're doing our first Finance Friday segment. Kamaria Howard's in the building. She's going to be telling us about some tips that we can use when it comes to life insurance. And y'all know, and for those that don't, life insurance is one of those base ways that we utilize for generational wealth. It's been a real staple of this nation for a very long time. So I'm so glad that she's in the building and is going to be giving us some tips on that. And then I get to follow up with my girl, Cynthia Brothers, as y'all know her, and Cindy Bro for me. Uh, She'll be here telling Telling us about all the things that are vanishing right now, what's not vanishing, and what we can support. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And of course, this is the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Please tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with Trey. Also, if you can't watch us, you guys can listen to us. No problem. We are everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Look up Google, Spotify, iTunes. You guys will find us there. So please go ahead and listen to us if you cannot watch us. Well, right now, up next, I have Miss Kamaria Howard is in the building. You have that graphic. There it is, DQ. Thanks so much. Kamaria is going to be giving us some tips on finance. What's up, Kamaria? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great, great. We've been talking about this for a while, and I'm so glad that we were able to get this clear for you to come and tell us more about this. Now, a lot of folks don't understand it, but tell us why life insurance is so important. It's so important because when we pass, we leave behind um, our financial responsibilities and possibly some debt um, to our families. Yeah, this is uh, something that I think a lot of people end up doing uh, GoFundMes and all mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff for funeral expenses. There's a lot of different things that people try to scramble after we lose a loved one. Yeah. So life insurance kicks in to cover those expenses, but it does a lot more, right? In terms of you know paying off homes and different things like that, setting children up so that they're okay. So it really is a great financial basis for security, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, well, you, you're going to tell us about some of the different kinds of life insurance, which this is where it gets a little tricky for folks, right? I Definitely. mean, they're like, what do I do? It's kind mm-hmm. of a, you know, unknown language for many. Tell us more about it. So there are many types of life insurance. There is term, uh, which will cover you for a certain amount of time. And then there's permanent insurance that will give you a living benefit as well as a death benefit. The premium flexibility and death benefit will vary depending on the type of insurance that you get and your financial situation. Um, But it is important to sit with your financial professional to find out which one makes the most sense for your situation. Yeah, this is uh, so true and so right. Now, You're talking about different things here and they all pay out in different ways. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about some of those differences, because I know like a whole life, right? Policy, you can 
receive some cash benefit, but some of the other ones you can't, right? Yes. So term is the one that we usually get um, through work or something that uh, you get through a company that um, wants to make sure that you're covered just in case you die or your family is covered just in case you die um, for a certain amount of time. So it can be a term of 10 years, 20 years, um, up to 80 years old. There's different companies with different terms. Um, and then your permanent insurance, there's a wide array of different types of permanent insurance, whole life being one of them. Um, and the whole life does have the living benefit. Um, so cash accumulation. Um, but you would really want to talk to someone who um, can go through all of your life goals and aspirations to make sure that you have the right one for you. Yeah, because I mean, you're talking about getting set up, not just now, but later on in life. And we don't want to have a bunch of hurdles at the end. I think, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, man, I'm covered. I got my, you know, my company plan. I don't need nothing else. I'll be, you know, if I pass, my kids are good, whatever. I'm, I'm going through that route. But what is one of the reasons why people may want to look at different things outside of their company or their employer? Well, we want to make sure that we're covered no matter what job we're at. So when you're at work um, and you have a term insurance or any type of life insurance through your job, it stays with your job. So when you leave, you no longer have that most times. So you want to make sure you have something outside of your job so you can um, keep your family covered no matter where your path takes you. Yeah, see, this is, uh, I think, just think it's important. And, yeah. you know, um, I, I learned a bit about this, but just didn't use the knowledge. And so now I find like 10 years later, here mm -hmm. I am going, oh, man, I need to figure something out mm -hmm. for myself and for my kids. And also, you know, learning more about what I can draw from it. You mm -hmm. know, there were some that were investing in the stock market back when I was learning. That mm -hmm. was like a huge deal. Yeah. And they were like really pressing for these universal accounts, right, mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, we do a mix of just like kind of solid, but then we also play around with the money yeah. and they were seeing some solid returns. Now, when you think about, you know, the, the last tip you're here to bring us, I think that this kind of brings it home for a lot of people. Go ahead and share. With us. Um, so when it comes to expenses for life insurance, I know people are um, a little confused about how expensive it can be. And it's kind of a subjective question because it varies depending on the person, um, it, different person to person. So it depends on a lot of different factors with underwriting, but um, a couple of them being age and health. So making sure that we get life insurance is early as possible and having that conversation um, with your financial professional um, as soon as you can to make sure that you can secure your life insurance for your family. Well, I, I'm so glad that you're coming on to share these tips with us when it comes to finance. I think, you know, um, it's it goes beyond life insurance. It's about how you can utilize it. And getting with a financial representative allows people to really figure that out more. Because, mm -hmm. again, sometimes this is like a foreign language, Definitely. you know, to many in our in specifically black communities. I know like mm -hmm. where, you know, I, I was just talking with my, my family like, hey, have you ever thought about it? Have you Are yeah. you covered? Are you, you mm -hmm. know? But yet we've also seen some of the benefits when we have some of our, you know, elders in our family that have passed away that are fully set up. Right. Yeah. They got their wills ready. They got their insurance. Mm -hmm. It leaves no question mm -hmm. about how they wanted their you know, resources to be dispersed, which is yeah. so key because, uh, you know. I know for me, I'm like, come on, man. It gets to that final draw yeah. and people start to get bigger and well, scramble. Say it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's like, even if you said no, they told me because I spent their final mm -hmm. days with them. They told me what they wanted. There's yeah. always a question if it's not in writing. Yeah. So 
you know, I think insurance policies help with that. Wills also help with that. But people need to really connect with a financial representative like mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. to really work through this. I want to make sure people have your information. How do they reach out to you right there in that camera? Let them know how they connect because you're doing this every day and really helping folks families. Absolutely. Um, so you can reach out to me from my email, uh, Kimaria, K-I-M-A-R-I-A dot Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D at N-M dot com. There it is right there. Well, Kamaria, thank you so much. And I can't wait to dive in next month with some more tips from our financial representative <laughs> on our Finance Fridays. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm telling you, I'm here to give y'all information and insight. We want you to be engaged and be knowledgeable about how to utilize these different resources to set your families up properly. Well, of course, after this short break, I get to dive in with my girl, Cynthia Brothers from Vanishing Seattle. We're going to be talking about some of the spots that are not vanishing, some, unfortunately, that are vanishing, and maybe some ways that we can support. So stay tuned after this short break, you guys. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey guys, Basic Garden here. Check this out. This Tuesday is the next Real Seattle Media Mixer. And I am so excited to say, although we know that we have a mixer every single event, we also have a panel. And this month's panel, it'll feature on advertising and sponsorships and reaching out to the people to give you that bag because let's be frank it's not always that easy if you don't have the proper tools so in order to make sure that we have this conversation we are teaming up with the vita agency who was actually who well converge media works with for our advertising so who better to tell you guys how to get that money how to get to the bag than exactly who helps us get to the money and the bag okay so look the event is free happens tuesday july 19th 8 p.m to 11 11 p.m. over at Gold Bar Seattle. All I ask is that you RSVP with this link right here to make sure your girl has a proper headcount. That way we have enough staff in place. All right. So look, I will see you guys on Tuesday at 8 p.m. And make sure you have your questions ready to find out how you can get future brand deals sponsorships, and of course, get to that bag. What up, y'all? It's T-Dub. I'm here at Converge Media to let you know about my new venture, The Resole. We are introducing Seattle's first dry cleaner for sneakers, and we want you to be a part of it. Head over to www.theresole206.com this Juneteenth weekend for our official website launch. Well, well, welcome back to The Day with Trey, everybody. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now is my girl, Cindy Bro, or as you know her, Cynthia Brothers. What's up? How are you? Hey, Trey. I'm good. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. So glad to have you back this month. And last month, we were at the beautiful McCall Hall. So I, this is your first time on my couch, Yes, my I'm really impressed by this colorful <laughs> array of pillows. And yeah, it's a really nice setup. <laughs> Thanks well, for having me. Yeah, of course. Got to give a huge shout out. Every time we mention this set. Got to give it to my girl, Fly Be Unique out there who makes sure we looking nice and right here. But you have lots of things to share with us. I'll let you start because some spaces are vanishing. Mm-hmm. Some are staying and it looks like some need our support, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start, start with a couple of places that unfortunately have vanished. Um, the first one is Zippy's Giant Burgers and White Center. Um, they actually closed last Saturday after 14 years um, being open. Um, yeah, they were founded in 2008 in Highland Park by Blaine uh, Lord Zippy Cook, <laughs> who uh, has been a singer in a lot of legendary local punk and hardcore bands like um, The Farts and The Accused. 
Um, and yeah, over the years, it just became a real uh, neighborhood favorite. They had opened another location in uh, Georgetown, um, which closed a few years ago. I was super bummed about that. And um, yeah, apparently their closure was due to a lot of challenges, you know, as we, you know, kind of continue to be in this pandemic era with staffing shortages, inflation, and landlord issues as well. And unreasonable landlord was cited. So um, yeah, the, when the news broke, just droves of people came out, myself included, <laughs> trying to get a little zip or, you know, just some of their um, one like last delicious burger. And they actually ran out of food <laughs> early because everyone was trying to, yeah, just come support them. Um, and they ended up having to close a day early just because they didn't have enough food to meet the demand. So I think, um, yeah, people really showed up and there were lines across the parking lot. So I think there's a hope that they can somehow come back and reopen somewhere. I would certainly love to see that. But yeah, I think a lot of people were just really feeling the pain of um, Zippy's closing. Man, once again, one of those bummers, you know, because I I took my kids to Zippy's. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. I have a story here about Zippy's because I didn't know anything about Zippy's. Like, I don't go to White Center enough, right? Like, that area just isn't in my mm -hmm. kind of drive. So I miss a lot of the gyms there. And my cousin was like, what? It's so astounding. What? You've never <laughs> been to Zippy's? And I was like, okay, good. okay, let me go check it out. So this is really a bummer. Uh, one of the beloved burger spots, man, that, you know, these are always, you know, kind of those stories where it's sad to hear it. But I will say that I love that people showed up in the droves like that. And the fact that they do have that level of support, you know, maybe some funder out there is like, hold on, how do we bring this back? We always talk about this when I talk mm -hmm. to you, but really there's a lot of money in this City. How can we invest in beloved spaces like that? Jeez, what's up next? Yeah, um, yeah. So the next spot is Tip and Drag, which was a pub on Beacon Hill, and that closed. Um, it felt like it was a little bit suddenly uh, at the end of last month, and it's been described as um, a place that felt like drinking in your neighbor's living room, just kind of a neighborhood gem. Um, kind of like Beacon Hills Cheers. It seemed like everybody knew each other. There are a lot of regulars. Um, uh, Tip and Drag would throw different events and fundraisers. We're very supportive of the Denise Louis Education Center as its neighbor. Um, they had a great patio out back that was family-friendly and pet-friendly. A lot of people kind of uh, found refuge there during the pandemic, but they had this you know nice outdoor space. Um, super friendly staff, great food. Um, yeah, amazing sandwiches. So I guess they just, um, I'm not sure of the details, but I guess they, uh, just couldn't find someone to continue to run it. And the original owners had moved out of state at one point just because of these challenges of the high cost of running a small business. And, you know, it's just very hard to run a restaurant or, or a bar, um, in these times and in, in this city. So, yeah. So a lot of people were also, you know, sad about tip and drag closing, but it was a really, a really nice spot. And I used to go and, you know, meet up with friends that lived in Beacon Hill there, like at least, you know, uh, once or twice a month. So it was a really great spot. Sad um, to see it go. Man, you know, this is uh, you know, one of those things where I don't think people realize the value of spaces like this until they're gone sometimes, unfortunately. And it's one of the, the, those things where I'm like, oh, man, you know, who knew that the owners were bearing so much of the burden to just try to keep it open, right? And, you know, as, as a consumer or a customer, you know, all we could do is just try to be there, tell our friends about it, like meet up with people there intentionally. But it, there are these other pressures that oftentimes result in these unfortunate closures. 
it, it is a, a, a sad thing all around when we see beloved spaces closing. I, I got to say, I never went there, but to hear you talk about it being the Beacon Hill Cheers, everyone understands that like Cheers is just, you know, that kind of loving space where you can be social and around a lot of people that you know. And even if you go there and you don't know anybody uh, at first, mm -hmm. eventually you do when you keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what's up next on the list? Yeah, so now for some good news <laughs> um, in uh, the not vanishing category, um, so just down the block, there's a place called the Good Arts Building on First and Cherry. Um, it's where the Cherry Street Coffee is. And the building used to be known as a Shoreman block. And it dates back to, I think, like 1898 or 1890. Um, and it's housed um, a diner, speakeasy, brothels. Um, in the early 70s, it was home to Seattle's first um, gay community center. It was the home of Skid Row Theater, which was experimental theater for about 10 years. Um, and then in 2011, there were a bunch of artists that were evicted from another building on Western and they established it as kind of an arts hub and had a lot of art studios. And then in 2015, there's a partnership between some artists and the owner of the Cherry Street Coffee and a developer who decided to buy the building to keep it in use for artists and small businesses. And then just um, in uh, just last month, Historic Seattle, which is a local um, preservation group that worked on Save the Show Box. They also own Washington Hall, along with some other properties and affordable housing. They became a managing partner. So that further cements the building's um, legacy and then future to continue to be a home for small business and arts and culture. I think they've got like 27 different tenants that, you know, run that, that gamut. So it's just, you know, nice to see this historic property that's been able to be, you know, used for that and is going to be continued into the future. It's so funny because you walk past some of these spaces. I walk past it every single day, mm -hmm. right? And because it's such a, a neighbor of ours here in Pioneer Square and had no idea about the history of this building. And even that they, the intentionality of having this as an art space for, you know, different exhibits and for artists, mm -hmm. that's amazing to know that, you know, now it has this kind of further grounding, right? With mm -hmm. Historic Seattle, I've done some work with them and it's a phenomenal group that's like, no, how do we preserve our spaces, right? And um, ensure that they are there for the long haul. So I love hearing this. And every time we get to flip it yeah. to the not vanishing category, <laughs> smiles, right? Okay, all smiles. <laughs> what else isn't vanishing? Yeah, so um, I put this one in here for, for us. There's one that's, um, I'm kind of I'm categorizing it as unvanished and it's the Belltown Yacht Club. Um, and this is because there's a connection to um, a place that you and I used to like to go to, which was the Highway 99 Blues Club, um, which was kind of adjacent to the viaduct. And they lost their space in 2018 um, because, yeah, the landlord kind of displaced them in anticipation of the viaduct being torn down. Um, so the owner, Ed Maloney, um, became a partner in the Belltown Yacht Club, which is kind of like a sister music venue to the Screwdriver. Um, so yeah, so they bring in a lot of um, R&B and blues and, and rock uh, acts, both local and national artists. Um, yeah, I've seen a great show there just very recently. Um, similar to Screwdriver, it's just decorated um, ceiling to floor in records and art 
and rock memorabilia. So it's a really cool spot. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to <laughs> checking it out with you soon so we can continue that through line of, you know, partying down at Highway 99 Blues Club. And then, yeah, we'll have to make a trip out to to the yacht club too. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is, I'm so glad when I saw that you were adding this in today, I was just like, yes, because I feel like we've really been carrying on the story of what they're doing there. And the idea that it's really, you know, representing some, some of that similar legacy of the Highway 99, like that is so heartening for me. And we said it last time, okay, we've got to do better about connecting because I, I know that there's some dope shows that I've been missing down there. So let me know because I will make room in my schedule to come and to celebrate this space. I love knowing that, you know, that continuation of we need venues for our mm -hmm. amazing musical acts that are here. And I, I'm, I love that they are doing that work. What else is yeah, vanishing? Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. That, yeah, you'll recognize some of the stuff that they brought into the new space too, I like the it. calendar from their last month is hanging up. So it's, yeah, nice to see those touches well well uh, something, yeah. something needs our support right mm -hmm. cindy bro yes um so glow's cafe um is this very like kind of old capitol hill old seattle institution um and and uh it's been around since 1987 it's been like pr practically unchanged um and uh, they've been planning a move to the broadway transit station this fall um which is good they'll have a bigger space um, they've also, you know, are very embedded in community. They've been running community meal programs or they um, uh, feed houseless and neighbors and folks in need. They've provided over 7,000 meals since the start of the pandemic. Um, so this was a real bummer because I had just done a not vanishing post just about the history of GLOWS and kind of its importance in community and like the, you know, diverse customers that it attracted. And then um, my next post was a follow up to uh, share with folks that they had had a fire in the alleyway. And so it had caused a lot of damage and they're closed indefinitely. So they already had a lot of, you know, costs associated with moving into this new space with the build out costs. And now they're going to have, you know, the cost to um, repair the space and also their staff, you know, are, are out of work during this time. So they do have a GoFundMe and, you know, folks can go donate there or at glowscafe.com. Um, there's also a link to the GoFundMe um, in the bio on my Instagram page. So, yeah, really encourage folks to, to support Glows and so they can, you know, remain a Seattle institution that, you know, has been loved by the community since the 80s. Yeah, this is for me, I think, you know, I, I always start thinking about solutions like every time you're on with me and we have these conversations, it makes me think, why is there not a fund, whether it's at the county, city level, state level, whatever, but a real fund to really disrupt the not only the gentrification that we're seeing happen, which is uh, honestly an underground uh, underlying tone for many of these vanishing spaces that we keep seeing in our city and beyond. But how can we as a state ensure that we're investing in spaces like this to keep that Seattle culture, that Washington culture alive in spaces? We realize, too, when, you know, let's say Glows doesn't get to come back, whatever goes there won't have that same spirit of Glows. Mm -hmm. And that right there is how we lose these uh, uh, amazing gems all throughout all of our cities. It's it's something that I'm like, 
somebody at the state level. I won't take it to a federal level, but I think this is something we can deal with locally at a state level that there should be funds where Glows can be like, even if they had insurance and their insurance only covered so much, how can they get the rest? And so that they don't have to even do a GoFundMe, right? I love the idea of community being involved, mm -hmm. but it always makes me think about wider solutions here. And then I start thinking about policy, right? Because that's where my mind goes. Right. It's like, not only is it about advocating for spaces like Lowe's, but also creating policy at the state level that allows for spaces like GLOWS to continue to thrive. Mm -hmm. I mean, even all the spaces that you've mentioned today, you know, we realize that, man, having a venue in this expensive city is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to maintain it. You got to do all you can to try to promote everything that you have going on just so that it drums up enough attention and, 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 and interest for folks to come out. But that can't be all, right? We have to also be thinking about the fact that these inexpensive taxes and, and rents and, you know, even trying to buy a building, like the exorbitant costs that is the burden of the only owners of these spaces, how do we as a state really help them and support them? So I just love mm -hmm. that, you know, you always bring something new <laughs> to my mind in terms of all of this. Of course, I got to give you a chance to make sure people can continue to follow Vanishing Seattle and all the things you guys have going on. Make sure our audience knows. Yeah. Um, so folks can reach me at Vanishing Seattle on Instagram or Facebook. Also, vanishingseattle.org um, from my website. And yeah, I don't know. Should we mention um, our upcoming thing on a New Day Northwest next week? Oh, yes. <laughs> you and I. This is so exciting. I think, um, what is it? Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. I think Tuesday morning or maybe 11 a.m. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> Tuesday morning. There. We have to be there early. I don't know what time it actually airs. Oh, yeah. But you guys be on the lookout because Cindy Bro and Trey Holiday <laughs> are going to get to sit down with Amity and uh, crew and really uh, dive in deep to one of their chat segments. And I'm really excited about this because... Uh, as a staple kind of in community, I hear have my show and I told Amity that let's start to build relationship. You were on there at one point. I was on there. So I love that they're bringing us back together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. So I'll be seeing you on Tuesday morning. I will. Yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys right there is a prime example of why we need to be engaged and informed. These spaces will continue to vanish if we do not press, if we do not, you know, become customers and really support these businesses. It's important for all of us to do that. But I feel like every time I talk to Cindy, bro, I want to do something even more about it. I might have to go into the archives here and dive up some resources to figure out how to really attack this at a larger scale. But of course, you guys know where you can follow Vanishing Seattle there and stay plugged into these spaces. Sometimes there are opportunities, as she just described, for you to be a supporter, to be engaged, to do something so that spaces are not closing. So I encourage you to be connected because it allows you to do that work. Of course, I got to give a huge thanks to my guest today, Kamaria Howard, for those finance tips. You know, we should all understand Insurance is one of those staples, how a lot of families have generated 
generational wealth. And I say this because when you can set the next generation up with a, a chunk of money that then they get to invest in, they get to build real estate off of, they get to do different things with, it really sets a tone for their lives. And if they take it in a really positive way, they can invest it and allow that asset, that resource to create more assets for them. So I can't wait to be diving in with her every month for Finance Fridays. And of course, got to give a huge shout out to Cynthia Brother, Cindy Bro from Vanishing Seattle for keeping us on notice about what has closed, what's staying open and what we can support. You guys, it's all on all of us. Well, I got to say, there's a lot of great things happening this weekend. And DQ, I don't know. Do you have the the two events I've loaded? I don't know if they're there. Um, There may be one for Reunion on Union. Do you see it? That's all right. No worries. I will... Oh, yay. Thanks. The team is phenomenal. Reunion on Union is coming up tomorrow. You guys, uh, there is a way for you to register. If you follow Africatown SEA on Instagram, you guys will be able to figure out how to register your family for this historic event. And I got to say, I'm not going to give it away, but there's going to be a special announcement made at Reunion on Union. Great, great day indeed. And I just love the fact that this is something that Africatown has continued to do to really uplift the legacy families of the Central District in in connection to all of this gentrification, even as Cindy Burr was talking about. We have to have ways of really bringing our history to the forefront to the surface, not allowing it to just be back there. But not only that, there are spaces that are being built on those legacies right now. And it's always a great time. Come out, share a meal with community members, commune with one another, get to hear some of these amazing historic stories from all of these families who have called the Central District home for generations. So please make sure you register your family, get out there and and have a great time. It's going to be amazing. DJ, we're going to be hearing from families. There's going to be some vendors out there as well. So lots to get into at the Reunion on Union. And I actually am going to be emceeing a Neo Soul Fest this weekend. I'm so excited because just as Cindy Bro was talking about you know, utilizing some of these spaces to showcase some of our amazing talent. This is a great time to come out. It's going to be all the way in Puyallup because we're using a big venue here. But we got uh, Eric Robertson coming on tomorrow and Life Jennings will be there on Sunday. I am so honored that Dope Cultured Events has allowed me to be one of those amazing people on that stage, keeping us live and in charge. And of course, there is a litany of amazing artists from right here in our state that will also be gracing the stage with their talent. So I got to tell you guys, I'm so excited. Of course, it's a busy, busy weekend, but I got to get out there in the streets, y'all. You know, the sun is out. The fun is out. I will be tapping in right there at uh, Reunion on Union. I'll be then going over to Puyallup. I'm going to stop by the Garfield Superblock as well, which we showed that flyer yesterday. But Garfield Superblock is also saying, come on out to Garfield Park. Make sure that we celebrate Mr. Robert Stevens' birthday and we learn about the final design of the park so that you guys can give your feedback. This is the last time that the design team can take your feedback. So make sure that you guys show up to all of these spots. You know, 
There's a lot going on, but it allows you to kind of tap in here, tap in there, maybe over here. And, you know, some of these are a little bit staggered times. So, you know, I, I'm excited because the event tomorrow at Neo Soul Fest doesn't start until seven. So it means I can kind of get some of my taps in uh, around four o'clock with these other events. You guys, I'm so excited because the summer always brings about so many amazing opportunities to get out, connect with our neighbors, our community members, different people that are coming from all over the state to participate in these amazing events. I want y'all, of course, to not just be inspired by our guests today, but in light of these amazing event events, be inspired by those. Be inspired because I'm telling you, it takes us all to see ourselves as a part of the solution so we can better ourselves. Well, you guys, Monday, I think we're going to be up for another Menu Monday with Def Chef. And I might have another surprise for y'all on Monday because we may be adding some liveliness to this set. I'll, I'll keep you informed. You guys will just join me on Monday. You guys will see it until Monday at 11 a.m. Peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.